Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that Blue Spruce Capital is lending on one to four unit fix and flips in multiple states. Contact Blue Spruce Capital by going to the show notes. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the, 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 the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, your win-win maker. Hey, guess who we have on the show today? Linda Libatori, and she's from Secure Pay One and My Landlord Helper. So we're going to talk a lot about how to manage those properties and what we can do to kind of like utilize the technology that's already available, but we're not using it. So we're ripping out our hair. I don't want you guys to go bald. So with that said, Linda, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's just an honor to be here, really. Yeah, it's an, it's an honor to have you. I mean, with you were actually voted last year as the property manager of the year with Think Realty, which is quite fantastic in 2017 when they did that. That was the people that worked with you and said, she's doing a great job and what an honor, what an honor. And it's great to have you. I know we're going to be able to pick your brain with a lot of different things. Some of the other things that Linda Limitori is, um, is really famous for is taking people that have just a handful of properties and turning them into people that have hundreds of doors. She's based out of Chicago and working with properties nationwide. So with that said, Linda, when you first got into property manager management uh, software, what was the thing that kind of got you into it? Well, I started out, um, I have technology in my background, um, you know, worked with a lot of database, well, collection software too, a uh, startup out of New York City, and they did collection, so I, that's relevant, right, to rent collection, mm. and I was working with a couple, uh, what I'll call smaller investors, but they were sizable, um, the one had like 30 plus townhomes, the other one had probably a dozen or 20 uh, warehouses. So his thing was warehouses. They were both established um, investors. They had, a, you know, were successful and loved what they did. But back then, I'll say technology was definitely um, a problem. So we're talking about like kind of, I'll call it handmade solutions. Like, you know, let's use some QuickBooks here. Maybe look for a CD-ROM. I, I know maybe nobody can relate to that, but... That's what we had to do. And so then when I was out in New York City, we saw web-based solutions for, you know, rent, I'm sorry, payment collection. And kind of the light bulb went off that, you know, a web-based application would be just right for the, I'll call it this crowd. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what year was it again that you started Secure Pay One? Well, it was probably almost 10 years ago when I'll call it the actual software was being, you know, thought about and all the, you know, business plans and all that being put together. So it's probably just about 10 years, probably eight years that we're actively, you know, working with people. That That's great. Okay. So eight years and um, you've been a sponsor with Joe Fairless's best ever um, podcast for a while, right? Yeah, we love Joe Fearless. He's got a great follower. I Well, first off, I think what attracted me to him most was the fact that he's a daily show. And, uh, you know, when you're hyped on trying to help people, you, you're just building knowledge and listening to a show like his does just that, just builds your knowledge. And it was really, really helpful. So, and then of course, we just got hooked up with them, the crew over there, Sam, and, you know, everybody's so nice and Joe. 
Awesome. So have, how long have you been sponsoring the show and have you sponsored his event as well? Uh, yeah, we were a sponsor at not this year's event, his first event, his okay. very first event. Um, I say it's intermittent. Uh, you know, I think he, I don't know if he's still, but does like kind of three month quarterly turns for that. Mm. You know, so yeah, it's, we've been, we've been with him a couple of years. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's, that's really, really cool. So let's really dive in and talk about, cause you've, you've had your own uh, rentals as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's dive in and just say, really, what does um, the software secure pay one, what does it solve for people? Well, um, what it's doing is keeping them organized. And what I would say, in addition to, <clears throat> excuse me, in addition to the software, I would say it's just as much the service. Um, so we have like we have, a, in other words, a team that surrounds the software. So yes, the software sol solves solution one, we get them off the spreadsheets and hand notes in their car and you know maybe it's here maybe it's there so yeah that world i'll call it took off right and but in addition to that we're the ones that are the frontline communications to their tenants and we allow them to use their own i'll call it backline team so who does that mean you know it means their own lawyers their own accountants their own maintenance men so if you go to as you know full property management I'll say you give up those rights and maybe gladly so. You know, maybe you're a total passive investor. You want nothing more to do with your property. We would not be your solution then. So we are for uh, people that are, I'll call it, still in that growth mode, still trying to control expenses and just maybe have control issues. <laughs> just Got kidding. it. Got it. <laughs> so this week, um, and the podcast is going to air in a couple months from the day of recording. So, you know, just think about it like that, guys who are listening. But this uh, week, I was actually in Chicago, and I was with Andrew Holmes and uh, Rahul, as, and they were talking you up huge, big time. I mean, these guys just really love and respect what you're doing, who you are. And, um, and that was really nice to hear. And then I, after that, I went to speak at another event. Um, so I, I spoke with the Chicago RIA, which was amazing. It was a blast. They, those guys have really put together a good group of people. And, and then we were with uh, Rod Cleef. So he and I are in a mastermind together. So he put me on stage on Saturday. Now, one thing that we were talking about a lot while we were at that event in Chicago is this thing where it's, we're talking about do not, so, okay, let me back up just a tiny bit. Rod Cleef always says he's a proponent for self-managing. He always says, I think you need to self-manage. And then he always says, but not when you're in something called growth mode. When you're, when you're growing, when you really need to focus more on buying more apartment buildings, that's when you don't self-manage. So I, just, I want to ask you a question based on, on this advice from Rod Cleef. He has a very famous show. He talks about the, these details all the time. There was over 400, almost 500 people at his event when I was speaking there. And um, like I said, he's really sharing, um, you should self-manage, but not in growth mode. So the question comes back to you, Linda, is what, where are, is your software slash um, property management when it comes to growth mode? How much of the um, 
how much of a burden are you taking off of the multifamily investor who's trying to have hundreds or thousands of doors or, or maybe even tens of thousands of doors? What, what is your position in that while they're growing and when they're done growing? How, I don't know if I'm asking my question really, really I, well. I, but no, I I'm think I can more, grasp it. Okay, yeah. okay, please. Yeah, I'm going to grab it from there. I'm going to say that uh, it, to, to us, it doesn't matter if they're multifamily, single family, we have a little commercial. The point is they have, I'll call it, um, you know, their rules, their regulations, their policies, and then we incorporate, I'll call it best practices with that. So yes, if they don't have any software, then of course, we're going to steer them into secure pay one. But that being said, I think it's important we say that we run uh, Buildium, Rent Manager, uh, Propertyware. So we run a slew of software. So they come to us sometimes in a software. Well, we're not going to make them exit that software. So that might help your listeners, I'll say, visualize that now we become, I'll call it their office admin with experience, without uh, unemployment, uh, and with extra hands on the right time of the month. They don't have to, you know, it's hard to scale up because you can't hire, like we always say, you can't hire the amount of bodies you need for the peak period. So let's just say, you know, they're, they're getting, like you said, they're growing. And, uh, you know, first of the month, they've got all these checks or debits or whatever they're doing, money orders, you know, a combination of all of the above right now, right? And uh, in addition to some quick pace. <laughs> so you got to get all that entered in. You, know, you, you give people, uh, what is it called? The portals all this stuff, but you still, at the end of the day, somebody's got to watch that software and make sure it's happening and make sure your maintenance guy's going out. So my guys, and I'll, and I use the term guys loosely because we have ladies and gentlemen that are property owners. Um, they're out there, as you say, they're at the auction, they're, they're taking care of the rehab or take, I won't say they're taking care of it, but they're watching over their rehab. You know, I, I have one slide when I give a presentation where a guy's down in a hole. I'm like, that's where my guy's at. You know, he's anywhere. He's anywhere he needs to be. I have a lady, uh, she's up on roofs on, you know, areas of Chicago with multifamily. We can catch her. She's on a roof. So they just want to know somebody is quote unquote in office. That's us. We're in there. You know, we're not really, but we're there, for, you know, to meet and greet. I'll call it. And then I say that virtually now. Uh, their tenant. In other words, we're there to answer their tenant questions. So whether they're, you know, whether that includes legal notices, lease renewals, those are all the things that they come to us that they've let slip because they're so interested in growth, which is great. Uh, we work with housing tenants, you know, that can be so much, you know, this inspection, that inspection, this one, you know, and you know, if they lose inspections, they get into abatement. I don't want to go on and on, it, you know, cut in at any time. The point is, as you know, when you're trying to grow, there's a lot going on. There's like just moving wheels all over. And so we've got, we give you that stability that the existing tenants are being pleased. They're getting phone calls back. They're getting answers. And you're out there in acquisition, in, you know, uh, what's it called? Auction.com. You know what I mean? You're on this uh, sheriff's steps, you know. Got it. So how many doors do you manage right now? Uh, we're just over a thousand. So we're work with, uh, you know, all size investors. We had, I think I told you, or you already mentioned, we had four people just crack. Um, one is at 200. 
The other one I think is about 110. So we have some that made significant growth this year, about 90 and uh, I forget the other one. He might be 87 to be, you know, pretty how, precise. How big could you scale uh, in the next five years? Our personal growth? How many doors, if everything goes right, how many doors might you be able to be managing in five years from today? Um, I would say easily, I'd say 5,000, maybe 10,000. You know, um, our goal is just as much to educate people on productivity. I think that's one of our secrets that we've identified. Not only are we good with the software, we're good with our process. We run like some processes that I think are a little bit unique to what happens when I'll call it people get kind of a bloat attitude where they no longer know who's writing the paycheck and that growth comes in and there, you know, there's excess expenses. So we have good, um, we've run the shop with very minimal people. We do a lot with, uh, what word am I looking for? Kind of batch help, I'll say. Uh, so for instance, we have to go into like 12 different websites, at least um, first of the month for housing payments. I have a lady that's, uh, I'll call it a former full-time employee, and she's going through school right now for a specific degree. That's all she does is once a month, she comes in, she logs into every website and posts these payments into various softwares, as well as she's logging into you know, I don't know if you realize like uh, housing agencies just in the Chicago area, we have seven. So you can imagine it kind of goes county by county in some cases and the agency. So she has to log into all those websites, post all those payments. Uh, but that's what I would consider batching because that I don't have to pull somebody off of the regular phone lines to do that type of job. So we kind of batch process stuff. Okay, got it. So with Secure Pay One as a software, some of the clients don't all, all, don't necessarily have you managing the properties. Is that right? No, they all do. They, they all, all do. do. Yes, it. absolutely. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, the software, they get a login. So they get, I'll call it a, a dashboard, a portal. They have avail availability to all the reports, but they don't have, let's say, read-write access. That's for our back end. Okay. Uh, Who, but, but like I said, we use Buildium, we use them all. So, Who's your ideal client? I, ideally, it's, and this is so hard to like characterize, I'd say it's the growth thing. Like if you're out there and you're listening and you're saying, that's it, I, I just can't seem to like break away. Every time I think I'm getting somewhere, I get pulled back down. I'm just too, you know, like they're at the auction site and then all of a sudden they're worried about that phone call. It's that guy that's feeling that way. And he's like, he's determined he's got to get out of this rut or this cycle. That's who should give us a call. When you say that you manage properties nationally, um, would, would you feel comfortable to be a property manager in all 50 states? Yeah. So in other words, we're not really the property manager. So let me say that, let's say in New Jersey, I have a client, he has a hundred um, properties. And so he has what I'll refer to as boots on the ground. He has his maintenance guy. He has a leasing agent and we are that other piece. Like people like us for that other piece for, uh, I'll give another example. You may have met him while he was in Chicago. If they lose somebody in their office, like he said, I am so grateful to have you because not one of my existing tenants had to even know that. 
Like they had no clue because they're so used to calling us with their questions. He was able to k- keep operating without skipping a beat. You know, okay. so we're outsourced, let's call it call center communications. We facilitate maintenance and and the collections and the, you know, legal notices. That's tough for some people when they're growing. They, I just talked to someone today, like the guy was going to leave early and I was like, you understand, you you stand to lose like $6,000. Like you can't think with your heart on that. You have to apply the terms of the lease. We can do it gently. We can do it kindly, but you can't just let somebody walk out September 1st, you know? Mm. So, and this is August 29th. So you can imagine, you know, oh, sorry. Got it. Got it. Okay. So um, I really like that. So you're answering the phone calls. You're taking care of legal how do you take care of legal in the best way when you're dealing with so many different municipalities? Um, well, there we do not provide any of those documents. They provide them to us. So they were existing landlords going in. They have all these forms and they should have, if they don't, we, we really require it. They have to have an attorney that we're going to give over the paperwork to. So we're going to get them thus far in the process. But even that part, like they don't necessarily understand what the attorney wants. The attorneys love us because we know exactly what they need to take to, to court. If they, you know, we don't want them to go to court. That's not obviously where you lose some money there. But if they're going to court, they want to win the case. So we're giving them all the documentation. We document everything we do just by the nature of being a third party. We want it all documented. Or again, a landlord slips at those chores while they're trying to grow. So we've got all the documentation. We've got all the pictures of everything, you know. Uh, when they call in maintenance calls, we have the before and after pictures. So we can present them a full file, lease, ledger, a copy of all the documentation, and of course, copies of the legal notice, you know. Okay, so I am going to um, move to a, another s- small section, and I'm going to ask you specific questions on some properties that I have in my portfolio okay. and see how it would work to to team up with you. So. First off, let's talk about three um, very inexpensive houses that I own in, um, in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, it's part of the Rust Belt. I have a really good, uh, really great tenants that have been there for 20 some odd years. What I'm missing in, on these three houses in Youngstown, the part that I'm really missing, I have a property manager. This property manager is uh, doing everything on their own. They don't have a staff is what I'm saying. And so sometimes communication between me and the manager can, uh, can drag out. Every now and again, they're not providing the um, P&Ls fast enough, uh, the rent rolls, what's going on, you know, keeping me updated as fast as I want. So, but they are, but it's, this person's just a very uh, great person. I mean, really good person and they will get it to me eventually and I haven't had any problems, but I would like to create a way to make this a little bit easier on that property manager. What do you have for me in this case? Well, what I would describe is kind of, I'll call it a couple options. So in some cases we plug into a, a scenario like that by really well, and I'm not sure how this would, uh, let's say, play out in your case exactly, but by helping her, if she, if he or she is looking to grow, we can become, I'll call it part of 
her fee. She, she should be, you know, giving us a portion of the fee. We'd be doing all the front end, assuming you're ready in software, we'll be entering all the information in the software. Um, one of the things we do so much differently and, and again, she has got her hands full. So I agree with you. What's more important that is you have a person of integrity, you know, so if she's got the integrity, she's got the sincerity, you're not wanting to give her up, but you're wanting to help her be more productive. So if we had a login, we were collecting the payments, we were making those calls. She becomes, I'll call it the face to the tenant that she does all the, uh, uh, you know, she wears the white hat. She's going to go out there and shake hands and get them in the property. She's going to onboard them. And then she's going to say, oh, and then by the way, here's the phone number. If you have any issues, here's the email. So we're all really, really good with real time, um, I'll call it communication. That's our thing. So there's no delay there. She's going to keep all her profit statements, et cetera, P&L statements, because we're doing what I'll call the nu nuances work. You know, like it, it's got to be done, but mm -hmm. it's taking her time to enter payments and do things that are a little bit, uh, you know, we offer in some areas, I don't know that area in particular, uh, but in some areas, if it's more of a, I'll call it a money order community, and we're offering a postage paid invoices. We give them, a, I'm sorry, postage paid return envelope inside of the invoice so that they can get their money, get it to us. We'll scan it, put it right into whatever bank account you guys decide. You know? That goes to the tenant? Uh, to the tenant, the invoice, okay. the monthly invoice. And then when we get it in receivables, we're going to put it updated in the software and then we'll know who's delinquent. We could reach out to her. We communicate really well with our owners, like even those legal notices. Um, remember, we have more hands-on guys, probably more like yourself, a little bit more involved. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know how hands-on you are with that part of it. Like if you're looking over the delinquency list with her, but our guys are. So they want to know, and they're going to pull the trigger when it comes to court, not me. So I, again, we respect the fact that it's thousands of dollars and they may or may not want to do it. So we're giving them a full history so they can make an educated decision. So, you know, we'd be working hand in hand with her by taking partial of her workload off of her. Okay. So you're doing that. It's not costing me anymore because you're usually going to be working in conjunction with the property management. And then my next question is, you said that you would, uh, and I love this, actually send an invoice to the tenant with a return paid stamp already. Uh, my question then becomes, because these three are, well, two of them are Section 8 housing, how does that work with, uh, with getting payment? Are you sending the state an invoice too? No, the state, so that would be that, that lady I spoke of earlier. You would give us a login or your own login, we always suggest you change it to, I'll call it kind of dumb it down password so that if you, when you're done with us, you could change it back to, uh, you know, your secure, you know, mother's maiden name or whatever. So we don't want to know that. So keep it simple. We'll log in, we'll post those, but we're going to send her an invoice for the full amount. So nothing, we don't want to change, like we're really sensitive to your cash flow. I don't want to do anything to disrupt your cash flow. Wherever it's going now, it should continue to go. It's really just a, a bookkeeping item for us to get it updated on their ledger. You don't need to disrupt that cash. All we want to do is account for it so we're not calling her and saying, where's the money or, or 
not finding out about an abatement in time, you know, stuff like that. Okay, great. I, I mean, we could, I could ask about any of them. I have a hundred something units and they all have, uh, they all have their little things to work on. I want to bring up one other property with you and just Q&A, see if we can bounce some ideas off of each other. And I think this will help anyone listening as well. So I've got this fourplex. Uh, the fourplex is in St. Louis, Missouri. And we, I purchased it with renters fully in there. And over time, a renter would move out. And this is a learning experience for anybody mm -hmm. uh, doing these things. When you have finally have your turnover and these tenants have been there for a long, long time, just expect that you're going to be putting to in, you're going to put some money involved into those units a little bit more than if they had only been there for one year. So just, this is for everybody. So anyway, we, we had a rehab of like 7,000 in two different units and they, those came up at the same time. Mm. So we put in 15 grand. Now here's the issue that I wanted to run by you. The issue is that this, it's been a few extra months and uh, the rehab still isn't, we still don't have tenants in those two um, units. So we, we spent 15 grand. One of them should have been done already, um, but we don't have a tenant yet in either. My, what I'm running into is we'll, we'll reach out and, the, and we'll get an answer why that makes sense to our property manager. Now, if I, you know, was involved with Secure Pay One and Linda Libatory, you know, months ago, and what would that, what might that have looked like? Could you have solved some of these issues for us ahead of time? Uh, that one's a little bit difficult. I'm not sure. I, I'd say the only thing is that I would say, I, I like to put on a cape, but I don't think I could in this case. Um, the only thing we focus on is, yeah, you probably wanted to get in there a little bit more with inspections, you know, a little bit more. You probably could have done some upgrading. I certainly feel your pain. Uh, I'll call it as any good investor knows the you, you took a lot of good, if you will, by let's just call it 20 years for the sake of argument of the same tenant. Uh, you were able to save a lot of money per year on a turnover, but you got hit with you know, a big bill now on this turnover, but not probably as much as had you lost, let's say, for instance, a thousand a year, you're still ahead. Uh, but I think, I think uh, it's key. Like we say it, we see this a lot with the really small investors um, where they only have a couple, but you, it sounds like you're much more astute than this, you know, is the fact that sometimes they allow them to um, not, you know, give them the little increases and not the inspections, but just as importantly as they don't realize that turnover time is thousands of dollars. Like, it sounds like you're, you're focused on it. You realize like, I don't want this gap. Like, what could we have done differently to avoid the gap? You know, and in that case, since it was a major rehab, I don't think, you know, I have an answer for what you could have done to avoid that. You know, because as you said, if it's 20 years, there's things you wanted to upgrade, you know, marketing as early as possible. Yes. But of course, there's another trap there. You can't let them in too early. So if you're marketing in June, but they can't move till September, well, that might not be, that's a mismatch anyway. You know what I mean? 
So that's a tough one. I mean, I just say lots of little lessons, not in the case of that you could have done that better, but to make sure that the small ones that are just starting, make sure they're getting the word out early if they're staying or going. We always do that like 90 days ahead of time. That's not uncommon at all to reach out as early as possible to find out their date, their move out date, then get somebody in there. But 20 years, that's tough. You had some major rehab, I'm sure. Yeah, a little. And we, so we planned on, we, we already bought it way under value. So um, we knew that there would be five up to $10,000 when we needed to do a turnover and we plan on four of them. So we automatically put 40 K into the budget where, where we knew that this might happen. So, so that's less of the issue. And the real issue is the time that it's been taking for the, for the turnover. So um, the amount of seven grand is something that you can do in a couple of weeks. I mean, if you are good at property management, if you, which most property managers who are good already have those relationships set up. So if you're good at property management, I'm, I mean, a month at the latest, but it's been four months and we still don't have tenants in. Um, and we're, we're okay financially, but the, the thought is every month that we lose, you know, we lose, we lose out on uh, $550 per unit. So it's, it's a thousand dollars a month. So, so in actuality, I, I care more that, that we should already have a tenant back in those. And I'm wondering um, what might have happened if we were um, queued in with you ahead of time, would you, would there have been a way that maybe you, are, are better at or more on top of making sure that the property manager and, and the, the, these bids are happening than just me by myself trying to run around and buy some, a, a bunch of properties? Yeah, that maybe was going to be my next question. So I think you've just answered it because I was just going to ask you, was it the project management or was it the marketing? So it sounds like it's the project management aspect of it. And that's just a coincidentally, I'll call it a level of expertise that I have. Um, So I think sometimes people don't realize that that's project management and you have to be good at timelines and you should have a template for that and you should be running down that template. So whoever you're, uh, you know, for the sake of confusion here now, so whoever your property manager is, they lost sight of, I'll call it the list of items and the deadlines and those should be, uh, I'll call it a known factor. They should have a, a better uh, you know, scope of work. They should be able to go boom, 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 because some things can't get done till the other's done. So somewhere along there, that trickled away. So we could have helped you with that. Where we'd probably help is, again, we don't see the project, but probably a little bit more, um, we like to say that ple- we can be pleasantly annoying. Um, by follow-up calls, et cetera, follow-up texts nowadays more than calls. Uh, you know, what's the status? Can I get some pictures? You know, so we would have just kind of uh, bird dogged the, that the contractors a little bit more aggressively for you if you didn't have the time to do that, you know? I really appreciate your time coming on today I've and, and you know, being so insightful. And if any of the listeners want to reach out to you and perhaps use Secure Pay One and my landlord helper. How do they do that? Uh, well, they could get send me an email personally, especially if they heard the show. We definitely want to work with them. So that my email is Linda L 
at securepayone.com, and that's all spelled out. Uh, we have YouTube videos. I don't know if you realize we have over 600 YouTube videos that are recorded and posted daily at youtube.com slash securepayone. So certainly if they're not convinced after listening to the show, we'd love for them to subscribe to those. That's free. And, you know, they're just like a minute. They're just a tip. They might be about the software, about, you know, things they could do. So we'd just love to hear from them. I've got Linda L with the, the last initial at securepay1, that's O-N-E-1, spelled out, dot com. The phone number, 874-436-9006. And then you said you had 600 YouTube videos to educate a little bit more about property management and the tools for Secure Pay One. And that is easily found at youtube.com slash Secure Pay One. That's correct. You said awesome. that correct. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. And until next, go, you, had some, you had some parting advice, I could tell. No, I just wanted to th say thank you because honestly, it was such an honor to come on and to meet you, I'll say virtually. Uh, you know, we've spoken in the past, but I, I'm glad to get to meet you better. It, it was all my pleasure and, and I'm sure that listeners got a lot out of it too. Thank you so much for coming on. Until next time, think outside the box. If you love this content, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. As a reminder, any investment opportunities mentioned on this show are for accredited investors only. I'm ready to have that conversation with you. It's pretty easy to set up. There's a link to my online calendar available for you in the show notes. Scroll down now and pick a time on there that works best for both of us. Until next time, think outside the box.